All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, and MBs, United Auto Workers strikes begin. That's right. This is the top news story of the day. The United Auto Workers Union is striking against big three auto worker uh, automakers in the United States of America, Stellantis, General Motors, and Ford. There's so much good stuff that I pulled up here about this particular issue. Do not worry. Fear not. We got all of that lined the f- up we got big brandon but before let's do the background okay at midnight united auto workers walked off the job at three plants belonging to the nation's big three automakers we mean business you know it's time to make a higher wage facilities in missouri ohio and michigan the first targets of the uaw strike beginning one minute after their labor contract expired with Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis. The UAW has been seeking up to a 40% pay hike, while the big three are offering about half that. Other asks include a four-day work week and a return of pensions for hourly employees, non-starters for the companies. The union is trying a new strategy, strike all three automakers but at select plants and expand the strike if necessary. (laughs) Economist Patrick Anderson. And it's a dangerous thing to say you're going to strike just some plants but not others. Dude, they all look like such fucking ghouls, dude. Look at him. You can't be on fucking television looking like a goddamn ghoul with this fucking fit, dude. You literally are missing the monocle and the top hat and the big-ass comical cigar, you know what I mean, with the transatlantic accent. Like, hey, the unions, they're asking too much. They're asking too much of us. We have no money. How else could we justify a 60% increase in our salaries if we were to give the unions their demands? Striking workers will get just $500 a week strike pay. But if production slows or stops, suppliers like Global Technology, which makes wheels for several cars... Immediately, immediately they go to the other aspects of the supply line and go, oh, the workers there, they're going to fucking, they're going to get fucked over, guys. Don't pin workers against one another, you fucking gremlins, you fucking ghouls. If you want to talk about this, okay, if you want to talk about how hard uh, other workers on the supply line, on the supply chain are going to get fucked over, you have to mention who's responsible for the economic hurt. Because it's not the union, it's not the rank and file, it's not the fucking laborers, it's the bosses. And I have such an incredible amount of footage to show you from the bosses who are for the first time ever being questioned, not by like some uh, market guy at CNBC or Bloomberg, okay, or Fox Business, but instead by like CNN and, uh, you know, CBS Morning News. And they have no way of dealing with it. I've watched so many CEOs confront even a little bit of pushback and crumble like a like a biscuit that was dried out by being left out in the fucking sun. They are so bad at handling even a little bit, like a minor question, like how do you justify your salary? Uh, 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 stock performance. They're so bad. I'll be very brief. I want to talk very briefly about the auto strike. I'd like to say a few words about the contract negotiations between the United Auto Workers and the big three. Where was this energy when the rail workers were prepping to strike? Okay, listen, 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 listen. Take the dub. Take the fucking dub. Take the dub. Take the dub. Take the dub. You got to take the dub where you can. United Auto Workers and the big three auto companies. You know, I've been in touch with both parties over since this began. Have the UAW endorsed Biden? No, they have not. <laughs> This might be a uh, reason for that, as a matter of fact. It seems like he wants that endorsement. Over the last few weeks and over the last the past decade, auto companies have uh, seen record profits, including the last few years because of the extraordinary skill and sacrifices of the UAW workers. 
Those record profits have not been shared fairly, in my view, with those workers. Just as the Treasury Department has released a report pointing out that the most comprehensive report ever dealing with how unions are good for both union workers and non-union workers. Yep. And the overall I mean, that's classic, though, for the record. What he's saying here is that unions are good for both union and non-union workers is a typical classic NLRB talking point, which is like backed by empirical evidence, obviously. Unions create, on average, a 10% increase in benefits and wages. And not only that, but they also have a likelihood of increasing wages for other, other non-unionized aspects of the same labor force in the same sector because people see that there are higher wages in other union shops and they, uh, they have no choice but to improve their workplace uh, conditions as well to stay competitive unions raise workers wages they said incomes increase home ownership increase retirement savings increase access to critical benefits like sick leave and child care and reduce inequality all of which strengthen our economy for all workers that's because unions unions raise standards across the workplaces and entire industries pushing up wages and strengthening benefits for everyone this is pretty fire that's why strong unions are critical to the growing economy and growing from the middle out, the bottom up, not the top down. That's especially true as we transition to a clean energy future, which we're in the process of doing. Where the UAW remains at the heart of our economy and where the big three companies continue to lead in innovation, excellence, quality, and leadership. Last night, after negotiations broke down, the UAW announced a targeted strike at a few big three auto plants. L let's be clear, no one wants a strike. Say it again. No one wants a strike. He's right. But I respect workers' right to use. Bro, did I write this? What the fuck's going on? Who is, a, who is my man's speechwriter? I mean, he's right. He's 100% right. These are two minutes and five seconds in. Every single thing that he has said thus far, I have said on this broadcast. Okay? 100%. Use their options under the collective bargaining system. And I understand the workers' frustration. Over generations, auto workers sacrificed so much to keep the industry alive and strong, especially through the economic crisis and the pandemic. Workers deserve a fair share of the benefits they help create for an enterprise. The bottom line is that auto workers help create America's middle class. They deserve a contract that sustains them in the middle class. So thank you very much. That's all I'm going to say. Thank you. This is Denise, President Biden. They're talking about the current auto workers strike. The United Auto Workers Union is currently striking against three facilities from the three big U.S. automakers. First time in history that's ever happened. And we just heard the president trying to encourage the uh, automakers to come up to do more in these negotiations. I want to bring in White House. Bro, I'm not going to lie. This makes me very happy. This makes me very hopeful. There have been astronomical dubs on the union side over the course of these past two years, especially recently. There's a lot of leverage in the labor force and unions are utilizing that in a, in a perfect way. You got the American Airlines, you got UPS Teamsters, you got the WGA, SAG after strikes that are happening currently. This is something that I have talked about quite a bit. This is like every time people ask me, like, Hassan, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? You always fucking complain. You always fucking complain. And I tell you, like, this is the this is the thing that you're supposed to do. This is the only power that you have, and this is the only area of legitimate influence that you have over your own lives. It's the only way that you can actually have uh, some autonomy clawed back from your bosses. And that's why I always have struggled for years and years and years the importance of union participation the importance of unionizing the importance of organizing in your workplace seeing all of that makes me very happy seeing all that come to fruition makes me very 
very happy. If you have the opportunity, you should uh, also take advantage of this momentum. Marielle, is he saying that the, these companies and the union, for that matter, that they're working round the clock to try to work this out? How much, how much hope do you think there is from the White House that this will be resolved quickly? Uh, the White House so far has been very optimistic. They've been telling us behind the scenes they're hopeful that this won't go on for long, uh, that they don't think it will be hugely disruptive to the economy if it is short-lived. There's never been an instance throughout American history where, especially in, uh, in the last 100 years, where an American president has openly done something that's pro-labor without outside pressure. And yes, of course, many of you probably get what I'm saying because I'm talking about FDR. Something that is hailed as like the greatest move towards social democracy. Changes that were made in the United States of America under FDR and his New Deal that we are still relying on like the fucking crumbling infrastructure that we built 100, almost 100 years ago. All of that stuff only happened not because FDR himself was a rugged communist or even a social democrat, as a matter of fact. That happened because he saw how much outsized pressure was mounting. He saw the potential influence. He saw trade unionists, communists, Marxists who were genuinely pushing the American government into into uh, uh, action. So let's get to it because there's some really fire bangers here, okay? And this is a historic uh, strike because for the first time in history, union workers are striking against all three, uh, uh, all of the big three automakers. Like I said, Stellantis, GM, and Ford. Um, apparently, there's a Hasanabi head on this one. I don't know how true that is. We're going to be out here as long as we have to be to get our share for our members. So it's up to the companies how long it's going to be. There are tiers, right? So very likely you could be standing or working next to oh, it's it's 100% this dude. He's got the marks now. Fellow coworker who could be making upwards of 15, 17 dollars more an hour than you are for Never the mind. same work. So uh, you know, we're trying to you know get workers on the same page and the same platform, and so they get more solidarity in the workplace instead of trying to uh, put workers up against each other because that's what they do when they do these tier systems. Prices has tripled, so we deserve a raise. We haven't had a raise in years. We can't even afford the product that we're making right now. That's crazy. It's time for a change. So we saw the the Brandon auto worker uh, speech, but let's hear what the CEOs are saying. Bernie's live right now. You guys want me to watch Bernie? Let's hear it. Let's see what Bernie's saying. In the last 50 years, there has been a massive redistribution of wealth. Problem is, it's gone in the wrong direction. And what this strike is about and what workers are standing up all over this country for is we're going to reverse that trend. It is time to sit down and negotiate a fair contract. The big three can afford to spend $9 billion on dividends and stock buybacks last year. They can afford to provide a decent COLA to auto workers so their wages keep pace with inflation. We have a lot to talk about still, so I'm going to move back to the CEOs because there's some really good stuff here, okay? Here is the CEO of Ford who went on TV to say that the UAW's demands were bankrupt the company. He provided no evidence and failed to say he makes $21 million and also oversees billions in stock buybacks. He also said the union gave him no counterproposal for the last two weeks, which is a lie. Let's take a look. Quickly put in some perspective. The offer that they have, what they're demanding, 
relative to where we where you are right now, how much damage would that do to the bottom line if you were to say, sure, we'll give you 40 percent? If we signed up for the UAW's request, instead of making money and distributing $75,000 in profit sharing in the last 10 years, we would have lost $15 billion and gone bankrupt by now. $75,000 in profit sharing in the last 10 years? The fuck is my man saying right now? Oh, dude, damn, you would have lost fucking profits? That's crazy. That sucks, dude. Uh, of course, he's on CNBC, so he can say that because the people that are watching this interview are the shareholders, you know? The people who have stock, the people who have uh, at least like a, like a genuine stake in the company, uh, not the fucking silly stakeholders in the form of workers. $15 dollars and gone bankrupt by now. Uh, the average pay would be nearly $300,000 fully fringed for a four-day work week. There is no per way. Employee, per employee, per UAW employee. Yeah, this is our fully tenured school teacher in the U.S. makes $66,000. Some of the military or firemen. I love when a CEO goes on national news and is like, you know, these guys, they're already getting paid too much. It's like. Hey, cocksucker, what about you? What, what is your pay? They're the ones who are building the fucking Bronco that you're sitting in front of, you asshole. How many fucking Broncos have you built? How many assembly lines have you actually sat on? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you saying? It's like, oh, these guys, they're they're asking for too much. They're asking for too much. Teachers don't make that much. Teachers make $66,000, by the way. On what planet? Where? He's out of his fucking mind. He's like, he's like yeah, the real greed coming from the, the workers that are assembling all the fucking products that we're selling, the real value that they're generating that I steal from them. Oh, that's it's really fucked up. But love when he says, teachers, what do they make, like $66,000? Where? How many fucking years have they been teaching? Where? In which market? Get the fuck out of here. One, totally different sector. Two, they should be paid more as well. You're against that too, you fucking piece of shit. Shut the fuck up. It makes mid-50,000. This is four, five times six times what they make there's no way we can be sustainable as a company that's why we put our proposal in two weeks ago to say look you want you want us to choose bankruptcy over supporting our workers here's our proposal let's work through this yeah it's bullshit they so first of all they didn't actually offer a counter proposal he says the union gave him no counter proposal that's a lie you know who didn't actually offer a counterproposal? These fucking assholes. These shitbags held this up until last week. The UAW literally had to file a grievance with the NLRB to force them to the fucking table. So the idea that, like, the uh, the union didn't offer us counterproposals, fucking bullshit. He's just lying. Uh, he said they would lose $15 billion with the proposal, but they made $23 billion in profit and almost $200 billion in revenue last year. Am I misunderstanding, or is he just lying? Yes, he's. of course he's lying. And he's on CNBCE, so... Uh, CNBC, sorry. Uh, so he's not going to get any pushback. But here's a fucking CEO who did actually get some pushback. GM and the union could not come to an agreement before the midnight, before the midnight deadline. Why is that? Well, um, I think that's a question you probably need, uh, need to ask the UAW because we have a very compelling uh, offer on the table. Um, I'm very bullshit frustrated um, because I, I think we had an offer that resonates with our people. It's a historic offer. Uh, gross wage increases of 20 percent that compound to 21 percent. Maintaining world class health care. There's several aspects as well. But I think one thing that's most important is job security. And, you know, we're in an incredibly exciting time in this industry right now as we make the transformation from internal combustion engine. Yeah, it's an incredibly exciting time in this industry for you. I'd be excited, too, if my fucking if my company's profits 
were like unimaginably astronomically large and my compensation was directly tied to the company performance the company profits specifically i'd be like oh dude it's so exciting every single ghoulish fucking ceo that you see on national television right now on network television every single one of them is making like 20 mil 30 mil the uaw also struck against gm in 2019 so two strikes in four years what do you think you're getting wrong well i think we uh, each of those are very different and i think you know 19 had its whole set of issues very different. Um, it took a long time to go through all of that. But if you look at uh, where we are right now, we understand the world has changed. And that's why we put a historic offer on the table with the increases. I think our manufacturing team is, is the best on the field. The way they managed through the COVID situation and continue to build cars, trucks, and crossover, the way that we managed and they uh, you know, moved with us as we went through the semiconductor shortage and still the supply challenges that we see today, they're very resilient. And I, you know, I want to recognize them because our manufacturing team, along with the engineering team, for the last two years has been... I love when they say this stuff because it's like the same energy as we're a family, we're a family. And it's like, man, if you fucking care about them, okay, if you care about your manufacturing plant uh, workers, then why don't you care about them enough to fucking pay them? You know what I mean? Like, you don't. You don't care about them. It's fucking bullshit. Let me, let me get a little bit deeper into the nitty gritty here so you guys have a better understanding of exactly what the fuck is going on. Now, this is already a leftist community, so we are already under the assumption, at least for the most part, that uh, the capitalist dogma surrounding workers' relations to the means of production and profit is uh, pretty horrific at this point, and that workers and their performance and the amount of profits that the company generates is created by the antagonistic relationship between people like her who get literally paid on their performance on how low they can keep the wages. And if you want to understand the impact of uh, this this reality, if you want to see what the, what it's like, here is Jeff uh, Shirky, labor historian, journalist, unionist, assistant professor at SUNY Empire Labor. Here is a graph that shows perfectly what the situation looks like. Now, over the last four years in the big three, for GM and Stellantis, the labor cost per vehicle has only increased by four to five percent. Okay, that means that the average worker's salaries across the board has only gone up four to five percent. The UAW top wage rate has gone up by 6%, okay? Inflation, on the other hand, has gone up by 20%. Now, that means that the average fucking worker actually got a 15% pay cut because if inflation is going up by 20%, that means, and your salary is not tied to COLA, cost of living, cost of living adjustments, that means that you actually got a 15% pay cut. Okay, so just understand how that works with inflation. On the other hand, car prices have actually uh, gone up more than the inflation uh, has gone up. The average prices of a car has gone up by 34%. So where is this going? If the North American profits went up by 65% in this entire time, in this entire time, where where is the money going? Well, the money is going somewhere that you can kind of see on this graph here, on this chart, on this whatever a cool, fun little uh, graphic that they made. It's going to stock buybacks, which went up 1,500%. Because that's how this works. Workers generate the value. Bosses keep their labor cost per vehicle as low as possible. And then they turn around and take that cash, profits, 
that they have accumulated off of basically underpaying all the workers what their uh, their actual productive labor value is. And then they engage in stock buybacks. For those of you who don't know, stock buybacks used to be illegal. Shouts out to Ronald Reagan who made them legal for the record. Stock buybacks are a way to consolidate stocks that are out in the marketplace by engaging in artificial stock manipulation. It's normally our market manipulation. Used to be illegal. Ronald Reagan made it legal. For those of you who don't know, this used to be illegal. It's when your company decides to take the profits and then feed all of that money back into the company to artificially boost its price. Because now, oh my God, people are purchasing the fucking stocks. Who's purchasing the stocks? Not random people in the marketplace because of the company performance, but actually people, uh, actually the board itself, consolidating stocks by repurchasing the stocks that are out there. You understand? This has a way to artificially boost the stock prices. Now, there's another part of this that I did not mention to you, the CEO pay, because the CEO pay in this same process went up by almost 10 times the labor cost per vehicle because the CEO pay went up by 40% because it's directly tied to this exact fucked up graphic that you're looking at. CEO pay and CEO compensation, board compensation in general, is directly tied to stocks, okay? Stock performance. That's what when they say our performance is well, our, our performance is tremendous. They're talking about stocks. It doesn't mean that like the workers are getting paid better. It doesn't mean that they have a cool new product that they launched. In many instances, it has nothing to do with that at all. It doesn't mean that they have like this incredible technology that no one else has. It just means that the CEO is doing a very good job keeping the fucking labor prices low and artificially inflating the stock prices by engaging in stock buybacks. You're wrong about stock buybacks. I fully support the UAW getting their fair share of profits. Stock buybacks are basically the same as dividends. Both affect stock price. Okay, then make it illegal and keep staying uh, uh, keep staying the course on dividends. Why is it the preferred method of all these? Uh, and, and I don't even like dividends either, but like, I, let me tell you something. Then why are they swapping over? I know why. Do you know why? Taxes. That's why. CEO compensation, board compensation, shareholder compensation, when done with stock buybacks rather than dividends, is not taxable. Do you think a four-day work week will be possible? I mean, it already is possible. Our level of productivity is so fucking high with technological improvements, technological advancements, that like currently a four-day work week is absolutely possible. Okay, it was possible a long ass time ago. As a matter of fact, the, the the problem is that if you want to have a four day work week, that means you had to have kept hiring people or kept your labor force the same size in whatever sector you were in, regardless of what kind of technological improvements were coming down. And in that situation, then yes, you you had a hundred people doing the work of two hundred because of technological advancements. But instead, if you have two hundred employees or if you have a hundred employees and you get technological advancements, the capital owner, which is interested in uh, only one thing, improving shareholder value, is going to cut the labor force in half. In order for a four-day work week to work, you would have to do anti-capitalist things. That's it. There's no other way to put it. It absolutely is feasible. It could be done. You would just have to hire more workers and pay them all a, a meaningful, decent, livable wage. Can't wait for the one-day work week, let the robots work? Yeah, exactly. Except that doesn't mean you're going to work one day. You're going to keep working fucking five days, maybe seven days, and the robots are going to work next to you. The robots are simply just going to displace the other workers, and that displacement is going to be used as a threat over your head to, to say, listen, you want to fucking keep your job? You don't want to be replaced like the rest of the people that we laid off by these fucking robots? 
robots? Then get back to work, bitch. So if people don't have money to buy stuff, then how would they make money? I love when people arrive at this question, which literally is like, I love this. This is this is Das Kapital, okay? The question you just literally asked is one that Mr. Carlos Mark also fucking asked. Okay, you did it. You got it. That's the point. And when you don't have enough money because the amount of money that you're making at your workplace is getting lower and lower, so you don't even have money to buy the products that you are literally making, that's called alienation. That's that's one part of it. And the less money that you have, the more technological advancements make it so that your bosses decide to work less and less of you to do the job of three, four, five, ten people that used to do it before. The lower your compensation gets the cheaper or rather the cheaper the products get but you still cannot fucking purchase it the less people there are out there who could possibly buy the shit that they're selling and therefore profits still end up getting smaller we have a very talented team uh we've put a historic offer on the table and so that's why i'm so disappointed and frustrated the union is demanding, asking for a 40% wage increase over four years. They're asking for that in part because they say CEOs like yourself, uh, leading the big three, are making those kind of pay increases over the course of the last four years. You've seen a 34% pay increase in your salary. You make almost... I'm sorry, this shit gets my dick hard. When I see a fucking CNN anchor straight up be like, so what's up? You got a 34% increase in your salary. What's going on with that? I'm sorry. That shit gets my dick hard, dude. That shit is fucking what? The fuck's going on, dude? The fuck's happening, dude? This shit is crazy. Really? Almost $30 million. Why should your workers not get the same type of pay increases that you're getting leading the company? At that point, just literally take out a fucking because you spiritually, you figuratively did that. Like, this person has not been asked that question ever in her life. Not on CNN, especially. But that's crazy. A question that she probably has never really even thought about. Because let's see what her fucking uh, answer is to the compensation the question. Company. Well, if you look at uh, compensation, my compensation, 92% of it is based on performance of the company. I think one of the strong aspects of the way our compensation for our represented employees is designed is not only do, are we putting a 20% increase on the table, we have profit sharing. So when Yeah, she says it's performance-based. Her entire performance demands that she keep wages low. That's it. Make no mistake, chat. It's keep wages low and take the fucking extra profits that you've accumulated and engage in stock buybacks. That's the reason why her salary's up 34 fucking percent. That's it. That's the Sigma grind set, baby. And obviously, I try to describe it on like, uh, you know, very, like I try to describe it in not academic terms, but in layman terms all the fucking time. But this is a demonstration of dialectical materialism. This is a demonstration of Marxian econ right in front of your fucking eyes. Class antagonism at the heart of capitalism is perfectly demonstrated in that singular conversation that we're having, where she goes, my salary is tied, my compensation is fucking tied to the stock performance, to the performance of the company. She can try to hide it, she can try to mask it as best as possible, but the reality is, you ain't out there putting the bumpers on the cars, you're not out there, you're not the best fucking uh, worker who's just like, you know, slapping shit up on the assembly line. You're not doing any of that. Workers are, and your entire job performance specifically is analyzed on how hard you can make those motherfuckers working down there suffer and see less of the value that they're generating.
That's it. When the company does well, everyone does well. And for the last several years, that's resulted in record profit sharing for our represented employees. And I think you have to look at the whole uh, compensation. I love this too. Our record profit sharing for our representative employees. Okay, great. How about you share the profit, which is what they're exactly asking for right now in the way that they're asking for. Why are you not listening to the employees? Because the employees got together and they created what is known as a union. And then the union was, uh, the union went and elected representation to represent them on their behalf to sit across from you at the table and say, hey, nice profits you got there. We made it. We built it. We are the reasons why you have it. Can we have some of it back? There would be no strike if what you are saying was adequate. There would be no strike whatsoever if they were happy. At the end of the day, as Joe Brandon also expertly put, nobody wants to strike. Employees don't want to fucking strike. They don't want it. Nobody wants it. It's not real. The only people that want it are people in this community who aren't fucking working there, okay? That's why they're like, oh, they strike, it's sick. Not only 20% increase in gross wage, but also uh, the profit sharing aspect of it, world-class healthcare, and there's several other features. So we think we have a very competitive offer on the table, and that's why we want to get back there and get this done. But if you're getting a 34% pay increase over four years, and you're offering 20% to employees right now, do you think that's fair? Well, I think when you look at the overall, the overall structure and, and the fact that 92% is based on performance and you look at uh, what we've been doing of sharing in the profitability when the- She had to go back to the performance, 92% performance. It's like, what is your performance? I want someone to ask, so what do you mean? What do you tell your shareholders in a quarterly earnings report that you did so well? I know because- this is public. Let me read. And then just pull out quotes where they are specifically talking about how the labor value per vehicle cost has kept, has been kept low. And just turn around and go, what do you mean by this? What do you mean when you say, uh, uh, you know, your performance has been adequate because you have kept the labor cost per vehicle to 5%? That's right here on the fucking report. You, you, you said this to your shareholders. You said this at a board meeting. So what, what do you mean by that? Isn't that who's making the, the, what is the labor part of this? What is the labor cost? Who's making the vehicles? Can you, is it the workers that are currently sitting across on the table from you asking for a higher percentage of the profits? Is that, that what's going on there? Oh, speaking of which, Ford has already fired, laid off 600 non-striking workers in the Michigan Assembly. They're announcing it and claiming that it is because of these strikes that they're doing it. Here it is. It does not end. John Ford has just announced that it is laying off approximately 600 workers at its Michigan assembly plant. That is the plant where one of the UAW strikes is taking place. We should point out that that strike does not shut down the entire plant. There is still body construction and stamping work that is going on there. But because those employees need some of the parts that the UAW works with and provides to the stamping operation, the body construction operation, and they cannot do that, Ford says it has no choice but to tell those workers they are now laid off. So this is the knock-on effect that we've talked about, John, that it's so when fun. you see these strikes begin, you will see layoffs potentially. It's so incredibly fucked that not even 24 hours and the first move that they make is to just like pit worker against worker and like fuck over another aspect of production. But they don't have enough money to fucking keep them afloat? Fuck no, they do. That in and of itself is 100% retaliation, okay? That's what it is. It's to be like, it's to get the media to cover it in that regard, to be like, look, we knew that this was going to happen and it's happening already. People are losing their fucking jobs because of this. Look how selfish these guys are. So fucked up. I love Bethesda games. You guys already know. What?
I am a bit of an unapologetic fanboy. You're space dust, motherfucker. Let's go. I am a, a nerd for this kind of shit specifically. I love space exploration games. Damn, dude, this is gonna be great for capitalist mining extraction. This is everything I wanted. In the words of Todd Howard, this it just works. I mean, this does actually work.